You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by PPI Securities, a podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. A very nice day to our listeners on the Traders Takedown podcast. Rico here from BPI and let's end our shortened trading week with our weekly market on close update. Philippine shares ended the shortened trading week in the red down by 11 points or by 17 basis points week on week. Year to date, the index is down by 77 spot 88 points or by 1.18% from last year's close of 6,566. Index breadth was mostly in the negative with 10 in the green. 18 in the red and 2 unchanged. Leading the index were Ayala Land, Aboitis Equity Ventures, JG Summit Holdings, SM Prime Holdings, and SM Investments. Worst laggards were PLDT, BDO Unibank, Monden Nissen, ICTSI, and Semirara Mining and Power. Total value of shares traded amounted to 11 spot 46 billion pesos and with an average value turnover of 3.82 billion. Excluding block sales though, average value turnover was at 3.57 billion pesos. Four of the six sub-indices also closed lower, led by the mining oil and the services indices down by 3.17% and 3.06% respectively. In the green were the property and holding firms indices up by 2.45% and 1.48% respectively. The broader all shares index was also down by 19 basis points this week. The local currency slightly depreciated again this week to close at 54 spot 40 against the US dollar versus last week's close of 54 spot 36. In the United States, job openings fell below 10 million in February. For the first time in nearly two years, in a sign that the Fed's efforts to slow the labor market may be having some impact. Available positions total to 9.93 million, a drop of 632,000 from January's downwardly revised number. In neighboring ASEAN, Thailand's headline inflation for March came in at 2.83%. That's lower than expectations and below the 3.8% recorded the month prior. In Singapore, Retail sales in February climbed by 12.7% year-on-year, reversing an 80 basis points decline recorded in January. Their statistics department said that the year-on-year increase in retail sales was partly attributed to a lower base as some shops were not open during the Chinese New Year holidays. In New Zealand, their central bank delivered a surprise rate hike of 50 basis points, bringing the benchmark rate to 5.25% which is the highest level since October 2008. The central bank said that its latest rate hike decision was supported by the fact that inflation is still too high and persistent. On to local news, Philippine headline inflation slowed to 7.6% last month, but still higher than the national government's target of 2-4% inflation. Year-to-date, average inflation currently stands at 8.3%, The downtrend was primarily due to the deceleration of inflation in food and non-alcoholic beverages at 9.3%, transport at 5.3%, and housing 
water, electricity, gas and other fuels at 7.6%. Core inflation though increased to 8% from the previous month's 7.8%, indicating that price pressures continue to be broad-based. SNP Global reported that manufacturing activity in the country expanded at its slowest pace in seven months in March, despite strong demand. The SNP Global Philippines Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index or PMI reading slipped to 52.5 last month, the lowest since the 51 spot 2 recorded in August last year. SNP Global said that despite the softer pace of expansion, the headline figure still showed a historically strong improvement in operating conditions. The national government's budget deficit slightly widened last month as revenue collection slipped and spending was flat according to the Bureau of Treasury. The BTR reported that the budget gap reached 106.4 billion pesos last month, up by half a percent during the same month in 2022. Month on month, the fiscal balance swung back to a deficit from the surplus recorded in January. The Asian Development Bank or the ADB kept its 6% growth forecast for the Philippines this year, which would make it the second fastest growing economy in Southeast Asia. This is within the government's 6-7% full-year target. ADB's country director Kelly Bird said that the Philippines will grow at its potential this year and next year and is on track towards its goal to become an upper-middle-income country. For 2024, the ADB sees the country to expand by 6.2%. This is below though the government's 65 to 8% target for next year. Data from the Banco Central showed that loans disbursed by big banks slowed for the third consecutive month in February, as the BSP has raised rates by over 400 bips in over a year. Outstanding loans by big banks grew by 10% to 10.69 trillion pesos in February and is slightly weaker than the 10.4% growth recorded the month prior. This is also the slowest credit growth in 11 months, or since the 8.9% recorded in March 2022. In its latest Banking Sector Outlook Survey, or BSOS, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas reported that Philippine banks expect to post double-digit growth in assets, loans, deposits, and net income in the next two years despite the current high inflationary environment and a looming global economic slowdown. Survey respondents include presidents, CEOs, country managers of all universal and commercial banks, thrift banks, rural and cooperative lenders, and two digital banks that account for 97% of the total assets of the banking industry as of end December 2021. In a media release, listed energy firm ASEN reaffirmed its commitment to transition the company's power generation portfolio to 100% renewable energy by 2025. ASEN outlined its robust net zero roadmap that includes the company's target for near-term and long-term emission reductions. The company said that they are the first energy company in Southeast Asia to take this critical step towards achieving net zero providing an accountable and transparent framework for monitoring progress. Listed property giant Ayala Land is set to expand its footprint in Iloilo City, or the City of Love, with the development of two office-building projects as it seeks to capitalize on the city's growing economy. The company said 
that the new buildings will serve business process outsourcing companies or BPOs, which have a growing interest in setting up in the city. Listed food manufacturer Century Pacific Foods net income climbed by 6% to 5 billion pesos in 2022, after the company recorded higher revenues driven by their branded segment. Net income though was impacted by higher costs of products due to inflationary pressures. Century Pacific's top line grew by 14% to 62.2 billion pesos, driven by the performance of its branded business, which is composed of marine, meat, milk, and other emerging businesses. Energy firm First Gen Holdings Renewable Energy Arm Energy Development Corp or EDC registered an attributable net income of 10.98 billion pesos last year, higher by 20.4%, primarily due to its revenue growth. EDC reported a 14.9% increase in revenues to 48.7 billion pesos. Revenues from its combined bilateral power supply contracts and wholesale electricity spot market sales reach 48.36 billion pesos, up by 16.9% year-on-year. Listed fast food giant Jollibee Foods Corporation, or JFC, disclosed that it would acquire a majority stake in Mecco Holdings, the Jollibee brand's master franchisee in Hong Kong, which would raise its ownership to 60%. JFC's unit Golden Plate would acquire shares from shareholders of Mecco for a total of 60% ownership, equivalent to $16.08 million. Aviation support provider MacroAsia booked $446 million in attributable net income last year, reversing the $2.16 million loss it recorded in 2021 as revenues grew with the easing of travel restrictions. Revenues reached 4.88 billion pesos, up by two and a half times year on year. Meralco subsidiary MGen Renewable Energy is planning to build a renewable energy plant in Indonesia to export and supply renewables to Singapore. Meralco PowerGen president and CEO Jaime Azurin said that MGen has been eyeing Singapore because of its recognized electricity demand, which is not matched by the island's limited land area. He also said that MGen is hoping to get an export permit from the Indonesian government for the project. Freshly listed Upson International said that they saw significant institutional investor participation from foreign funds during its offer period. The company estimates net proceeds from the IPO to be at 1.42 billion pesos, which will be used to fund its store network expansions and to improve its supply chain and logistics. For the year, the company seeks to open 50 stores within the National Capital Region and key cities in Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao. And this is your market calendar for next week. No trading on April 10 due to the Day of Valor holiday. And on Tuesday, April 11, we have cash dividend X dates for Manila Water Common Shares and Security Bank Common Shares. We also have the release for the Philippine unemployment rate for February, Philippine balance of trade for February, and the Philippine foreign direct investments for January. On Wednesday, April 12, we have cash dividend X dates for DMCI Holdings Common Shares and the release of the U.S. inflation rate for March. On Thursday, April 13, we have cash dividend X dates for Cebu Land Masters Common Shares, Concepcion Industrial Common Shares. We also have the release for the US FOMC Minutes of the Meeting. 
And lastly, on Friday, April 14, with cash dividend X dates for Liberty Floor Mills, Common Shares, and Metro Retail Stores Group, Common Shares. And that's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.